This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Manscaped.com. Use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, to get 20% off with free shipping. Oh, yeah. What's up, Billy? How are you, buddy? And Brett. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Becky. Good morning, Greg Harrington. What's up, Vincent? How are you, buddy? And Bill. Hello, Bill. Uh, good morning from the mountain. Nice. I, I would love, love, love to be in the mountains. I think I'm going to get a mountain house in the very, very near future. We've been, uh, we've been taking a look-see. We'll see, though. But I don't know about those mosquitoes up there, right? Uh, the beauty of having this spot with that ocean, you get the ocean breeze that push all the fucking bugs, especially the mosquitoes, away from the house. Unless, you know, you get one of those days where the air is just stale and not moving and then you get eaten alive out here. But in general, we don't get any bugs. But then you go across the street to my neighbors and they can't even leave their houses because uh, they don't get that breeze pushing the bugs out. It's a fucking nightmare. The other day, I was bringing my kids uh, for a little swim across the street. There's the bay. The swimming's a little nicer. There's no waves. And we're walking, and we're so happy, and we got boogie boards and all sorts of stuff to throw in the water. And then we hit the path to get to the, uh, the little beach over there. And wow, it was like a swarm of mosquitoes. I was fighting them off left and right. I had 20 of them on my right leg alone within seconds. Uh, my son, same thing. And for whatever reason, man, my, my daughter must have the sweet blood because they only bit her once. But long story short, we came back to the house miserable. It was supposed to be a nice little thing, nice little summer activity as we try to figure out what to do with our kids. And we got eaten alive. Oh, my God. I'm still itching. And why do you itch? I think you itch because your body's like, ah, hell no, supposedly. That's what I, I read on the Google. You, you think they have something in the mosquito that they put something in you? But no, it's actually your body going, nah, we don't like this. And they try to fight it. And it, it makes you very, very itchy. Stupid body. They couldn't figure out a better way to basically say it's a dumb mosquito. The body doesn't need to do anything. But no, it's got to swell up. It's got to itch. And then you're just itching layers of skin off your fucking body. Too much information? Probably. I understand. What's going on, man? If you put skin so soft from Avon or Avon, it keeps the bugs away. Does it? Really? My neighbor also told me, get the Benadryl spray and spray the bug bites and the itch will go away instantly. Oh, really? I was up half the night just scrubbing my body trying to get the itch to go away. Ask Dr. Steve. I don't know what the hell works. I mean, when we were growing up, we had the, uh, the bug repellent that really did keep the bugs away. And then what? It had deets de- or something in it? What the hell did it have in it? And they said, oh, yeah, man, you know what? Yeah, it's keeping the mosquitoes away, but you might get cancer. And you don't want to get the cancer. 
So we have to get rid of the, is it Dietz? Who cares? We don't have it anymore. So now these bug sprays, they, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, try Cabin Cabin Woods or whatever the hell it's called. All these fancy names. And they have a beautiful picture on the side of the bottle. Oh, look, it's a campfire in the middle of the mountains. And these people are really enjoying themselves. And they're not getting bit by the mosquitoes. So me as a consumer, I'm going to believe this. And I'm going to buy 10 bottles of it. And then you put it on and then you have your own campfire in the mountains. And then everyone's miserable as they're getting eaten alive. My God, man. It is Deet. Thank you, Brian. We like to be accurate on the uh, the podcast, don't we? What's going on, Brian? Uh, oh, they, they still sell the Deet in Minnesota? God bless you guys in Minnesota. You guys don't fuck around, man. Spring doesn't even start until August in Minnesota. I think it's still snowing up there. You guys are lunatics. Minnesota is just a crazy-ass place, but I hear it's beautiful, and you can really enjoy the outside for, what, eight weeks a year? Is that about it? I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm attempting not to talk about uh, Trump, the coronavirus, masks, and schools during this episode of the OP Radio podcast. I'm, I'm attempting not to do that. Although in the very near future, I got Billy Corbin coming on, the great documentary filmmaker out of Florida. Oh, he fucking attacks Florida. He goes after everybody down there. And he agreed to do the podcast. We're just trying to figure out a time and uh, uh, that works for him. So, But he's going to give DeSantis a beating. Uh-oh, I'm starting to talk about the, uh, the virus. You got the DEET in Mexico too? God bless you guys. Yeah, but the, the bugs in Mexico don't play, right? They're insane. No. We've been watching that Naked and Afraid. And every once in a while, I'm like, you know what? That would be kind of cool to be walking around in the wilderness, trying to sleep as a herd of elephants go by, and you're naked. That must be so freeing. You got your dick and balls just swaying in the breeze as you're digging to try to find some kind of slug that you could eat. To get a little protein so you can survive with naked and afraid. And then you come upon another uh, tribe of naked people. And that's got to be fun because now you get to look at boobies and bush. I was thinking, you know what? If I was single, I think I would do the naked and afraid. And then uh, fast forward to the night vision cameras and they're miserable under the stars. Just get getting eaten alive by bugs. Oh my God, I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they do that. I mean, it would be wonderful as, you know, a woman is bending over with a stick trying to get some kind of grub to eat. <laughs> what, what am I doing? But but you got to weigh that with being eaten alive at night by the bugs. And uh, I'm going to go with a hard pass on that. I, I wouldn't last an hour. Sometimes I go down the beach to have a little beach fire and I get hit by two or three mosquitoes right away. And I, I run back to the house. I would suck in the wilderness. I'd like to think I wouldn't suck, though. I think I, I feel like I could do it. You wouldn't uh, survive either there, Wayne Boo Atkins. And then you look at the show and you're like, what is the point of this show anyway? You, you watch these guys and girls get just completely emaciated as they're trying to survive in the wilderness. And then what do they get at the end? I don't, I don't even know what they get. Grubs is good grub. I, I, have you ever had a grub, Lucas? 
Yeah, Wayne's like, hell no. F that. I understand, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, Gotta rub some of the ashes from the fire pit on you. Uh, does that work with the bugs? I try to make smoky fires. That seems to work. Just get the smoky fires going. I'm obnoxious, though, because uh, we've been burning <laughs> full dressers on the beach. And uh, the ashes are just flying toward the houses. And, and everyone's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, how else am I going to get rid of this dresser? Because I live in a town where they rip you off. I hate being taken advantage of. I hate it. I called up the town. I got a, I got a dresser. Uh, what else did I have? A couple things. Uh, uh, pretty big things. Oh, an old barbecue, a dresser, and there was a third thing I forgot. The town goes... Yeah, we could come and get that for you, but it'll be $100 per piece. I'm like, what are you fucking high? So I, I dragged that dresser down to the beach. Then I burned that sucker. And then I buried the old barbecue. No one will ever find it. It's gone. I'm just hoping that we don't get those giant waves that really rip up the beach. Because then my barbecue that I uh, buried will be exposed. <laughs> uh, F living in the woods is 2020, not 1820. Oh, Jeff. But that means you got to live among people. People are terrible, right? My ultimate goal is to find a mountain house where I'm at the top of the mountain so I can see everybody coming up the hill. That would be my dream. And then I would try to figure out the bug thing. You want to hear more about bugs? So when I uh, was wandering the world, when we got fired for Sex for Sam, I, I took two years and three months off. Not by choice. <laughs> and um, one of the trips I did, I went up to, um, where the hell was I? Cape Cod. And uh, Bill Blumenreich, he owns comedy clubs up there. I'm not sure if he does anymore. Um, anyway, you know, he invited me up there and I said, what the hell? I'm doing nothing else. And he, uh, where the hell was he? I think he was in a Hyannisport where the Kennedys used to live. I, I think there's some Kennedys still up in that area, right? He goes, Hey, uh, I got a, I got a good night planned for us. I'm like, really, man, that sounds cool. He goes, I just want to surprise you. I'm like, all right. So we get into his, um, I think he had a Bentley. An insane Bentley. Uh, Bill loved to show off his money. So we jump in a Bentley. Top down. Cape Cod. Summer. August. And we drive to a local beach. And I'm like, this is your surprise? He goes, just wait. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, we're looking out into the water. And there's, uh, there's a little island there. And uh, he goes, that island was bought by, or rented, I should say. You can't buy the island, but you can, like, lease it. For, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 years at a time. I forget exactly. And uh, the guy that owned this tiny little island was the main guy that was responsible for the big dig in Boston. And he goes, you see that little island in the middle of the water? I'm like, yeah. He goes, uh, we're going over there. My, my friend uh, recently purchased it a year or two ago. He's still building it up. He's building a golf course or a three-hole golf course on the island. And, and he's... Uh, He's uh, doing the house over, and we're going to have a good time, and we're going to drink some really, really good wine. I'm like, great. And I was into wine at the time. So I go, well, 
that's great, Bill, but how are we getting there? He goes, well, you see over there on the island, you see that car? And at this moment, I saw, you know, a car starting to kind of go down kind of a hill. I wouldn't call it a mountain, but it was definitely elevated. The house was elevated and the car was starting to make its way down toward the shoreline of the little island. I go, yeah. He goes, well, here he comes to pick us up. I'm like, what? Uh, So anyway, long story short, I'm watching this car go down the elevation towards the water. And next thing you know, it doesn't stop and goes right into the water. He had a James Bond car. He had one of those James Bond cars. I'm like, this is awesome. And it wasn't new. It, it, or maybe it wasn't. It was just retro because it literally looked like it was out of a James Bond movie. And the water level was right up to the top of the doors, I remember. And this guy starts putting across to the local beach that me and Bill were at. And I'm like, holy shit. He gets closer and he gets closer and he drives right up, up, up onto the sand. As I'm telling this story, I still don't believe this happened, to be honest with you. But it did. So then he goes, all right, get in, and uh, me and Bill get in the back seat, and we pull right back into the water to go to the private island. And I remember looking over the the side of the car going, oh, my God, the water level's right there. Like, if there was uh, a few little waves, this thing would have gotten flooded out. Get to the other side, and we go up the elevation back to the main house. The house itself wasn't that great, but he was redoing it, like I said. Here's the story as far as the bugs go. This guy was so fucking rich, obviously, because he uh, was leasing this private island for a really long time, that he had a guy, because the bugs were so fucking bad. We went on a tour. Uh, He had golf carts and stuff, and he was showing us where he was going to put the three-hole golf course, and he showed us the cliffs where then you could, like, walk down the cliff and then have private, uh, you know, uh, private beach day or whatever. He had all these fucking toys. And there was a guy in a bee suit on the island with giant barrels, and his whole job, this is how rich the fucking guy was, his whole job was to kill the mosquitoes on the private island. This guy really thought he could just get rid of all the bugs on the private island, and then it would be an amazing place to be. I I don't know what ever happened with that, but uh, this guy... This guy had all sorts of stuff burning out of barrels, whatever the chemical was that attracted the bugs to the barrel. And this guy was just killing bugs left and right. He had his own private war. Uh, I'll never forget that. And then we're sitting in the main house, and uh, he goes, you guys want some wine? And damn it, for you wine drinkers out there, I wish I could remember uh, the wine. I think it was some kind of Lafitte. Does that make sense? Help me out out there. Um, Anyway. So this guy goes, oh, uh, I don't know. We're going to drink this today. And uh, I'm like, all right, great. And, and then he goes, let me get some glasses. And uh, Bill looks at the bottle. The label's literally rotting off the bottle. And it was some insane bottle of wine uh, from a really long time ago to the point you can barely read the label anymore. And Bill's like, holy shit, holy shit. I'm like, what, what? He goes, I'll tell you later. Turns out these bottles of wine were just insanely rare and insanely expensive and uh this is how it is with the rich people like someone like me if i i have the opportunity to drink a a glass of wine like this i'm gonna sip it and enjoy every little nuance of the damn thing even though i hate wine now it was the hangovers that finally got to me but anyway this guy was chugging it like it was gatorade (laughs) i'm like jesus christ 
when you think you have a little money in this world, you realize it doesn't even come close to what people have out there. Just chugging it. And he, and he didn't even have a wine cellar or anything. And we ended up drinking two of those bottles while we were on this private island. And then the day ended with... Uh, uh, Every time I hear a helicopter, I get distracted because I think it's the Army helicopters, and I would love to show you these things flying by. Sometimes they're like 100 feet off the uh, the water, and the houses shake because they're just showing off, which is awesome. Uh, anyway, the the night ended where we watched the sunset on a on a on like a like a, a cliff, sort of uh, overlooking the the water, and then uh, the sun went down. And then it was time to get back to the mainland of uh, Cape Cod. And, of course, the water car, you know, starts its drive down the hill toward the water. And guess what? We got eaten alive by bugs and mosquitoes. So <laughs> this guy, that his whole job was to kill the bugs on the island. Uh, he, he had quite the fight on his hands. It's Manscaped. Manscaped has been with me uh, since the beginning of this this podcast, and I really, really appreciate those uh, those guys. And I use their razors to shave everything. And every time I say this, they're like, will you just focus on the pubes? And I'm like, no, the razor's so good. I shaved my beard. I shaved my back. I've shaved my arms. I've shaved my chest. I shave everything because I'm one of these guys where the hair just continues to grow endlessly like i see other guys that got a hairy chest or whatever and and it seems like it it stopped growing on me it doesn't it gets two three four inches away from my chest so i have to do shaving downs all the time i I, one of them is called the summer shave down and i used uh the manscaped razor for that they also had the weed whacker and i'm talking to the older guys you know the nose hairs and the peat moss in the ears. You might want to check out the Weed Whacker from Manscaped. Get 20% off. Free shipping with the code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor. Always use the right tools for the job. That's right. It really does take care of the crotch, by the way. I barely focused on that, and I'm sorry, manscaped.com. 20% off. Free shipping. Use the code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at manscaped.com. Dot com. I love the Manscaped. Uh, the Howie Copter. Who, who, who? Did that go flying by? Stupid Howard Stern. Why do you have to say that? Now I'm triggered. We live in a world where everybody's triggered by something. Now I'm not triggered by Howard. I know he's a very sad, sad man. Money never made him happy. Going to therapy never made him happy. Oh, my God. You can get over anything. You really can in this world. You can get over anything if you put your mind to it and let go of the past, which I did. I was just joking about the Howard thing. I don't, it doesn't really bother me that much. I said that much because, look, you know, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. No one's fucking perfect, okay? Speaking of getting over things from the past, I'm debating this. But my sister's going through some old boxes, and she found a letter that my dad wrote from 1982. So we were kids, and he was trying to explain our, uh, our home living. He was trying to explain my mother, who uh, most of you know is uh, quite mentally ill. And then the haters like to use that to say that I'm quite...
quite mentally ill, which is simply not true. We've all been uh, uh, looked at. We've all done the right thing. And it turns out a lot of her mental illness came from um, a terrible environment when she was growing up. But anyway, uh, all right, maybe slightly mentally ill. Relax. I'll give you that slightly. But who out there isn't slightly mentally ill? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so my upbringing was pretty crazy. My mom was nuts. Uh, Good lady, though. Good mom. Did Did the best she could. I'll say that. Now that I have kids, I get it. My wife says, holy shit, your mom had seven kids. How the fuck did she do it? And maybe that's why she was nuts. But anyway, my mom in and out of mental hospitals, yelling and screaming and just carrying on every day. Told my wife, um, if we had one day of peace growing up, that was a really good thing. Um, We always were, were hoping for the second day of peace. It never really came. That's why I like to be outside because I discovered if I could just leave the house, even if it meant just staying on the driveway and playing basketball for six to eight hours a day, I was in a much better place. Because I, I, I had to figure all this out through therapy. I'm like, man, why do I like being outside? Why do, why do I not like being inside? Why do I not like AC? Another thing that um, goes on in my house, my wife loves AC, her dad's in the business, and I can't stand it because I'm used to being in a really hot house with no air, just just sweltering, especially in the summer. And I told you guys, we had two fans, one fan for the parents and one fan for the kids, and we got to take turns with the fan. But anyway, um, so I, I, I never understood why I didn't like AC because that... that that was a comfort that we simply didn't have growing up. And, and why do I love just being outside? And that was because it kept me away from um, the craziness of, of our house. My dad writes a letter. He used to write letters from time to time. And he wrote a letter in 1982 to me and my brothers and sisters. And I'm debating reading it on the podcast because, wow, is it an eye-opener? Wow, wow, wow. I read the letter to my wife. She's like, holy shit, how the fuck are you even alive? <laughs> I don't know. I think because I, I, I pretty much left at 18 to start my radio career, and I think that helped me a lot to just get completely out of the environment. I mean, I had to come back to it every once in a while and get a little taste, a little taste every once in a while, but... I'm debating reading this letter because I I think it'd be incredibly fascinating. And I also think that a lot of people can relate to it a lot because that's what you learn when you open up about some of this stuff. It it helps other people. Uh, Look, if it helps you, that's great. But I'm thinking, oh, my God, it'd be an, an amazing episode of the podcast. Let's be honest with each other. A letter from 1982 explaining home life. Man, I just got to make sure it's like not too personal as far as the rest of my siblings go or maybe a slight edit but if i'm going to read it i'm going to read it is what i'm saying i'm not going to have one of those uh, government documents where everything is blacked out all right here you go the public uh, deserves to see what this is all about and they they <laughs> they release a piece of paper that the, the words the and white house are still eligible and everything else is blacked out oh god we suck have you noticed we haven't really touched on the coronavirus? We haven't touched on the schools. We haven't touched on the masks. We haven't touched on Trump. We haven't touched on Biden. We're good, right? We're still good. Um, I, I just think people need a little break from all that shit. But here's your break. A squirrel 
Where was it? I, I need to know the t- area. Yeah. All right. I wrote it down. A squirrel in Colorado has the bubonic plague. <laughs> what the fuck? 2020. And I, I, I love people that say that, uh, that I just can't wait for 2020 to be behind us. Oh, you idiots. This is just the beginning. Life as we know it is gone. This is just the beginning. Everyone thinks we'll get to stupid Ryan Seacrest in Times Square, making believe he's got a girlfriend as the ball drops for our new Year's Eve, and they think as soon as it says 2021 that everything's uh, going to go away. Oh, you dummies. Uh, Grant says, shh. Why, am I jinxing it? Or am I being honest? Uh, there are numerous cases actually in the country with the bubonic plague. Yeah, but let me uh, let me put your minds at ease. I was talking to a doctor friend of mine, and uh, the bubonic plague actually is very easy to treat now. When it hit back in the day, oh my God, they were they were treating uh, you with slugs and earthworms and sawing off your your fucking hand because you got a mosquito bite. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. But supposedly uh, the bubonic plague is very, very treatable, very treatable. So I I will say one thing about the coronavirus because I can't help myself. Uh, Dr. Fauci. Oh, boy, here they come. Whose side are you on as far as getting your info about the coronavirus? Trump or Dr. Fauci? (laughs) Okay, all right. We won't do this. Uh, But Dr. Fauci said that um, they got a vaccine they were working on that's very, very promising. They're very, very happy with the results so far. But don't forget, man, when that vaccine comes out, they got to they gotta vaccinate the world. And that's when you say to yourself, thank God I work in America because we go to the top of the list. But they're, uh, they're pretty happy so far. I don't know what that means because they got to do more trials. I don't know when it's going to go to market. I have no idea about all those things because I only read the first two sentences of uh, the article. And yes, I, I stammered on sentences. I noticed. Relax. I explained my uh, slight brain damage on the last episode of the OP Radio podcast. Stupid Buzzy living in the attic, breathing in kerosene. That's where it came from. So every once in a while, you're going to hear me stammer and get a word wrong. I really want to read the comments. Maybe I should do these things before the sun is in my eyes. I can't even see you guys. I don't even know if you're listening to this. That's what was always stupid about radio. You turn on a mic and you're like, is anyone even listening to this? You have no idea. It was always so weird. That's why I love doing live gigs because you get on a stage in front of a lot of people. You try out a joke and, you know, if it bombed, they're going to boo and, and react at least. And if you had a funny line and, and you just got that instant reaction from everybody, which was so nice. With radio, you're like, I don't know. I hope someone's listening to this. They didn't fire me yet, so I guess they're listening. Then you had stupid PDs. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you this one? So... When I was coming up in the business, they understood that you were just talking into a mic and they wanted you to picture who you were talking to. And you would have to go through these exercises with program directors. And that's when I said, you know what? This fucking guy wanted to be a radio star. He failed miserably, so he's going to tell me how to be a radio star? Go fuck yourself. And that's where the problems began with program directors and general managers and station owners. (laughs) 
Because I would sit there. I'm like, I'm even new to this. And I know you guys are full of shit and don't know what you're talking about. And I also knew their jobs were useless. We had PDs over the years, man. They made so much fucking money. And I'm looking at them like, dude, you're only making that money because me and Anthony are just crushing it. What are you doing to make this better? But anyway, you would have to go through these exercises and... And and they and they would make you. I I don't know if I ever uh, mentioned this part of it. They would make make you go through magazines, and then you would have to clip out a picture of what the person looked like that you were talking to for your radio show. And they these exercises like, all right, so who do you think you're talking to? I'm like, uh, guys. Oh, okay, good, good, guys. Yes, this is a this is a male talk uh, station. Good, good. I'm like, yeah, but ladies. No, 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 no. We don't really care about the ladies because the research has showed that they do not buy any of the products that are advertised on this radio station. It's their. It's the guys that control the money in the households. Yes, I come from that time. And uh, I'd go, all right, uh, guys, not ladies. Well, they might be listening, but like I said, we don't really care about them. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is he out of college? Yes, he's out of college. Good, good, good. He has disposable income, right? Y- yeah, I guess. Uh, how old do you think this person is? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. We're talking about boobs, so like... 15 <laughs> no 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 the key demo is 18 to 49 year old men so let's kind of put that in the middle so you're talking to someone in their early 30s they might be married they might not but they got responsibilities and they got jobs well what kind of job uh i don't know like uh are they a, a doctor doctor no 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 they don't have time to listen to your shitty radio show. I don't know. I, I guess I would say uh, I'm talking to guys, a guy in his early 30s that has some kind of blue-collar job. Bingo! Now go back in and imagine that guy. And I'm like, I don't want to imagine a guy as I'm trying to do this dumb radio show. You go imagine a guy. You idiot. You use your imagination. I'm just going to go in there and just be me. Is that okay? (laughs) Oh, it was exhausting. It was just so stupid. And there's Debbie. Debbie's been listening to me since uh, the good old days of WAAF, the only station that really rocks. (sighs) This was kind of fun, not talking about the coronavirus, Trump, schools, masks. Kind of nice. If you want to know, um, uh, the crows are taking over my bird feeder. God, has my life slowed down. I kind of like the pace of my life. It's kind of like a a little vacation from everything we know. I kind of like that. I know it's scary. I know a lot of people are trying to figure out... How, how they're going to get back to work and all that. I understand. But the other side of it, uh, the pace has been really nice to just slow everything down. And uh, the drama, 
out here is that the crows have taken over my bird feeder. And I'm so fucking pissed about it because I hate crows. Although I love the black crows. Love the black crows. Hard to handle now. Hard to handle now. Anyway, uh, the black crows have taken over the feeder, and I still can't get tomato plants to grow. And then my wife's like, just go get a couple plants. And I'm like, I'm not doing it that way. I'm growing everything from scratch. I got, uh, I got some potato plants in the sand, although I dug a, a big hole, and then I put soil down, and then I put my uh, potato plants in there that started from a potato that we left around. And guess what? They're thriving. I will have potatoes uh, by the by the fall, I guess. I don't. I don't even know. I don't know when. Do you, when do you dig up your potatoes? I have no idea. What am I doing? And then my potato, uh, my uh, tomato plants just have been a disaster. I'm trying for the third time to get stupid seeds to start growing so I could put in my t- tomato planter that I got for my birthday. Instead, I gave up, and now I got garlic growing in there. Because we left garlic around and they started sprouting. And they're coming in pretty damn good. And then, uh, and then I showed on Instagram recently, my, uh, my apple tree is fucking rocking. How's your stupid apple tree? Mine is crushing it. It had a, it had a huge growth spurt. It decided it needed more trunk that's going to be a part of a 20-foot apple tree. If they get to 20 feet, I don't even know. But it said, thank you for giving me more space and more water. And this is what we're going to do for you. And this thing just took off. It grew like four inches in a week with ten new leaves. How about them apples? (laughs) Uh, Hey, Cody Zone, I see you there. But it's really hard to to, uh, read the comments, unfortunately. But yeah, man, I think it's a I think it's a great opportunity. But I don't know if people are going to take advantage of the great opportunity. You know, it's been three months now because we all have panic and fear that is overcoming us and keeping us up at night. Um, I understand that, but the world has uh, changed. I think in a lot of ways it'll change for the better. I think it's a nice pause, a, a nice vacation from uh, the craziness that is this life. Oh, easy for you to say. You don't have to work ever again. Fair. Just trying to be a little spiritual. Maybe you could take a little bit from that. Maybe. I understand it's much easier to be spiritual when you have money. I understand. Oh, I I listened to Oprah and Super Soul Sunday. And it finally hit me. I'm like, of course she's at peace. And is living her, her, uh, with her true self and understands that the ego is, is really, really bad in this life. And there's a human and there's a being and she's living in the moment. And I'm like, God, this is so beautiful. I can learn so much from Oprah Winfrey. And then I realized she's taping these podcasts under oak trees in Hawaii. Of course it makes it easy to be spiritual at that point. Of course. Take all those lessons and then throw it into the the head of a, a guy that is like, holy shit! I have to take, I have to, I have to work two and a half jobs to make ends meet, and my wife has to work part time. Uh, yeah, that guy can't be as spiritual as Oprah Winfrey as she sits under her oak trees and and does a few oh, 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 oh,
zones. So I understand that. But, you know, maybe take a little bit. Take a little bit uh, away from my little spirituality rap. Live in the moment, you bitch. Boo 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 bo